Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin, and I am excited to be here with you for episode 163. One of the hallmarks of a healthy relationship is the level of generosity that's taking place in it. Today we're going to uncover one of the biggest obstacles to fostering generosity in your relationship. And it's probably not what you think. In fact, you might find that it's so surprising that it's almost a little comical. So stay tuned to find out more. But first, speaking of generosity, I am so appreciative of your support for this podcast. Along with sponsorships, we rely on donations from listeners like you to keep the lights on here at Relationship Alive headquarters. This week, a special shout out goes out to Timothy, Eleni, Lynn, Karina, and David. Thank you so much for your generous contributions to the podcast. And if you are finding Relationship Alive to be helpful and would like to make a donation, please visit neilsatin.com support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions to choose something that feels right for you. So let's dive in. As I mentioned a moment ago, if you and your partner are being generous with each other, then that's a good sign for the health of your relationship. It's not the only thing that determines how well you're doing, but it is something, something important. Now, back in episode 101, I talked about how to create a love map, a user manual for you to help your partner figure out what makes you tick. Now, I know it can feel good to have your partner just know you and not to have to say anything about what you want, but taking the time to think about what really works for you in relationship and articulating it to your partner is time well spent. I go over that whole process in episode 101, so I'm not going to repeat it here. But here is where things are going to get a little bit interesting. Because with or without that user manual in your hands, the user manual for your partner, I'd like you to stop for a moment and think about what your partner really wants. Or if you're single, you can think about your last relationship, Or you can think about someone else important in your life, someone with whom you relate somewhat regularly. I'm asking you to do this because in truth, we know the people around us pretty well. Often, we know them better than we're willing to admit. So even if we don't have that user manual, which of course it would be nice to have, the purpose right now is for you to actually mine your knowing for what you already know about what would fulfill your partner. Now, this might be the kind of thing that comes to you immediately. However, I definitely encourage you to take notes here and go deeper because there's a deeper, a deeper level of knowing that will open you up if you simply acknowledge your answer and then re-ask the question. This is one of the secrets to curiosity. It's asking the same question again and again, not to annoy other people, um, but particularly when you're looking within for answers, to be able to ask yourself a question, hear the answer, and then go deeper with the exact same question often opens up surprising new territory. 
So for example, you might um, say, yes, I know that my partner loves foot rubs and what else would be meaningful for them to receive? So you'd write foot rubs down on your list and then you'd ask again, what is it that my partner truly wants? If you need to, or have the opportunity to, I encourage you to pause the episode right now and set a timer for five or 10 minutes to answer the question over and over and see what you discover. And then we'll go a little bit deeper into the process. Okay, so you're back from doing that or you never left because you were just so curious about what happens next. Great, Um, here we are. So let's see, first thing to do is to go through your list and take it in. Does it represent the full scope of what you know about your partner? Or is it a little one-dimensional? For instance, if your list is full of physical offerings, foot rubs, blowjobs, whatever, that's great. But what kind of emotional support does your partner most want? Or what kind of process support? For instance, maybe it would make a big difference to your partner if you planned dinner a couple nights a week. I'm just offering something simple here, but obviously it can be more nuanced or complex. You can also use the five love languages here to frame your thinking. Um, So while we and our partners typically prefer one or two of the love languages, generally we all have an appreciation for all five of the love languages. And just as a reminder, so you know what I'm talking about, those are physical touch or affection, acts of service, gifts, uh, literal physical gifts, uh, words of affirmation, and quality time. And I specified physical gifts because What we're getting at in this conversation about generosity is that all of these things, all the ways that you show love to your partner are a gift to them. So again, look over your list and see if there are any places where you could fill things in a little bit more. If you left out one of those categories uh, of the love languages, then maybe that's a place where you can Add a little bit more based on what you know about your partner. Okay, are you done? Now, we're going to move on to the part that might be a little bit of a twist that you weren't quite expecting. But first, I need to take a quick moment to mention this week's sponsor. I know, a little bit of a cliffhanger there, but I promise to be quick and it's worth it. One thing to bear in mind is that anyone who chooses to sponsor Relationship Alive is truly getting behind the mission of helping make all of our relationships better. They are part of this journey with us. And this week's sponsor is Babbel. They are the number one selling language learning app in the world. They're actually going to be sponsoring Relationship Alive for the next six weeks. And as part of that, I'm going to be conducting a little experiment and you can follow along. Uh, You can learn Spanish, French, Italian, Russian, Swedish, Danish, and I think there's some more. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. My son and I decided that we were going to try to learn a language together, and we picked Italian. Now, I'm not sure why he wanted to learn Italian. It was really his choice, but I think it's appropriate being one of the romance languages and all. 
Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language and actually remembering what you learn. So far, I'm really impressed with their approach. Their lessons are crafted by language learning experts and voiced by native speakers using real life situations. So you're learning uh, vocabulary and syntax in ways that you would actually use if you were speaking to someone in, say, Italian or Russian or whatever. And they use several different methods to teach you, which helps make it all stick. So I'm really excited to see how far I can go with Italian over the next six weeks, and also to see how it goes for my 11-year-old son. So you can try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com or download the app and try it, and there's no cost to you to try it out. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. And thank you so much to the folks at Babbel.com for your support of this week's episode of Relationship Alive. Okay, let's get back to that surprising next step. And thank you for hanging in there with me. I mean, of course, grazie. So let's start with something that might at first sound a little obvious. The way to foster generosity in your relationship is to be more generous. And as we've talked about before on Relationship Alive, it's also helpful to know what your partner actually wants. In other words, to be generous in ways that will actually matter to your partner. Now, clearly there are times when this can be a little lopsided, and sometimes that just happens in a relationship for a while. In other words, there can be times when you're the one doing most of the giving and then times when your partner does most of the giving. It's not always going to be completely equal or feel completely equal. And notice that I said most of the time or most of the giving. It's tempting, especially when you feel like you're the one putting more into the relationship to say things like, I do all the giving. But those black and white statements are rarely true for one thing and making them actually blinds you to the truth of what's going on to the ways that your partner actually does give to you there's almost always some way or ways that your partner is giving to you they just might not be in ways that are particularly meaningful for you or that you are maybe just maybe taking things for granted it's helpful to see that clearly, right? And to show appreciation for those things. You can always steer your partner in the right direction later. And that user manual for you is really helpful for that back in episode 101. And overall, you should know that it's way easier to steer your partner in the right direction when your partner has been showered with appreciation versus trying to do that when your partner is feeling taken for granted. And, uh, and just a quick side note, this is also true in non-romantic relationships. There's almost always an exchange happening between you and the other people in your life. Your super demanding boss, for example, they pay you, right? I mean, hopefully they do. And your friends, they show up with companionship or a listening ear, or maybe they even give you the gift of feeling like you can be helpful or useful to them. So these are just a few examples. Now, when things get off and really imbalanced, 
then those are times to right the ship, especially if you're locked into an unequal dynamic that doesn't feel fair. I want you to always feel like you're in choice in your relationship. And ultimately, you can choose to leave a relationship that isn't working for you or that sucks you dry. But before you do, let's dive even a little deeper into this question. So we were just talking about the ways that you could give to your partner that would be meaningful for them. Now, here's a question that I want you to be super honest about. And this is the place where I was thinking you might be a little surprised. How often do you withhold from your partner the very thing that you know would be meaningful for them in that moment? Do you notice yourself doing that at all? Some examples might be withholding a smile, withholding affection, withholding sex or that sexual part of you, withholding attention, withholding consideration, withholding the truth, withholding your esteem or regard for them, withholding your ideas, your inspiration, your curiosity, your questions, uh, withholding the foot rub that you know would make their day. And if you are withholding any of these things or other things that you realize you're withholding from them, do you know why? It's a good question. So I invite you to pay attention throughout your day. Where are the places where you know you could step forward and be generous and where you instead are choosing to withhold? Because the truth is that when we're in an atmosphere where withholding is happening, everyone knows it. Even if it's happening on a subtle level, if there are resentments building, and those are the cause of the withholding, then often the issues that have led to the resentments are what's being withheld. And it can feel like walking on eggshells or uh, uncomfortable silence. You know what I'm talking about probably. And this doesn't mean that you don't have, let's say a good reason to be angry or hurt about something. Um, or maybe it's you're not withholding because you're angry or hurt. Maybe you're withholding because you're scared to give. You're scared what it might mean. There's nothing wrong. It's important that you just are aware, one, that you're doing it, and then that you get really honest with yourself about why you're doing it. Because withholding doesn't actually help the situation ever. It's not what love does. Love finds a way to be compassionate and to deliver your truth in a way that's compassionate, that keeps you connected. We've done lots of episodes here about communication and we'll certainly be doing more, though a good place to start is to simply download, if you haven't yet, my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets. These tips show you exactly how to communicate about anything especially the things you're heard about, in a way that's most likely to lead to deepening your connection and intimacy. It's a way of treating your communication like a gift instead of like a weapon, which can sometimes be how we inadvertently use our words, especially when we're hurt. 
So to download that guide, just visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. So that is the surprising secret. Recognizing that even though you say you want to foster love and generosity in your relationship, it just might be that you're actually withholding from your partner the very things that could make all the difference in the world in your relationship being a place where you both want to be. And not only be, but to spend as much time in as possible. Because when you do land in that sweet spot of reciprocal giving, which is totally possible for you, that becomes a place where you want to be more and more. And it becomes a strong base for you as you move out into the world, coming from a place of abundance, of feeling that plenty. Uh, whether your partner learns how to show up generously or not, you will be developing that muscle. And ultimately, that allows you to be more of a gift to the world around you, which is... Okay, now this might sound a little sappy, but it's true. It's how we all make this world a better place. It's not through holding ourselves back. It's through giving the gifts that you have to give to the world. So what have you discovered about yourself today? If you're in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook, then let us know and tag me so that I'm sure to see your post. And if you're on Facebook and haven't joined the more than 2,000 Relationship Alive listeners who have gathered to create a safe space for talking about relationships, what are you waiting for? Come on aboard. Um, and also be sure to follow the official Relationship Alive account on Instagram, Relationship Alive Official. So you, if you have a picture of that something that represents what you've been holding or maybe what you want to give, you can post that and make sure you tag Relationship Alive official in that so I can see. In the meantime, take care. And I look forward to seeing you next week where we will be talking to Guy Finley, the best-selling author of The Secret of Letting Go. And we're gonna be talking to him about his new book, Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. It's a deep conversation that helps you push the boundaries of what you even thought was possible for you in your connections. So I look forward to seeing you then. And in the meantime, do fill us in on what you learn about what you're giving and what you're holding back. Take care. <laughs>